0: Welcome to part two of Us Speaking with Jess. Part one was released on Monday. It's a great listen. Go check it out. This one is just a continuation of that conversation. Jess is like that best friend that you always want to just convince you to get your butt up, go do the hard things. We talk a little bit more about her businesses. We talk about fitness challenges and what works with them, what doesn't work with them, And I really like her old attitude with it because you'll obviously hear it more, but for her, balance isn't like, oh, every day I fit in fitness and career and school and family. It's not like you fit everything in every single day and you're like, oh, this is a great balance. It's like, no, there are going to be some periods of time where you dedicate to working on your physical health and there will be other periods of time where you have to relax and maybe put the focus somewhere else. And then the last thing that we spoke about in this episode is all about wearing the sports bra. It's one of her businesses that she has, but also it's just talking about how you should be doing things before you're confident. One last thing to note is there are some spots where the audio is not the best. I'm not perfect. (laughs) We had some Wi-Fi issues, but it does go away pretty quickly and it's mostly just in that first five minutes that'll come up for a few seconds and then go away. So just bear with it, but... I think you'll survive. It'll be okay. So as I said, Jess is like the best friend that you wish you had. If you haven't listened to that first one, go listen to part one. This is part two. Enjoy. I love, you know, that you're all about movement that you enjoy. And so could you talk a little bit about the challenge that you did this summer with your fitness classes?
1: Yes, of course. That was okay. A super fun one. So I came home from uh study abroad in March and I was like, what am I gonna do in quarantine? I had to quarantine for two weeks, it was in quarantine, three rooms that I was. What am I gonna do? Obviously, I need to work out, so okay, I'll just live stream fitness classes. Like a lot of my friends are in the same boat. They've also had to come home. They're also quarantining, schools are shutting down. So started live streaming classes, and it really that's that's where it took off. I had no intentions of starting a business. I just wanted to teach fitness classes, uh, ended up running a business. <laughs> But during the summer, one thing I found that really was motivational for people—like I did one in May and one in June—was a, a 30-day challenge. So that challenge was so motivating for the days I didn't want to show up, and I was like, "Well, I've already like I, I committed to this challenge. I'm going to do it." So, so in a short-term challenge, you know, that became important for me to emphasize just showing up. Like that is the challenge—is showing up—and you know, people really resonated with that. So we did one in May, one in June, and then I did one in July—or no. July to August, six weeks. I think it was like the first full week of July until halfway through August. And, you know, I showed up every day to do this challenge and I started making TikToks. Like, I thought it could be kind of fun. And, you know, some of my early TikToks just like blew up. They went like kind of a little viral. Um, and the one that I, I think maybe, I don't know if that's how you found me, but the one that went the most viral has like 500,000 views, which is like, for, for me, that's like insane. Um, And it was talking about how, you know, I was tired of seeing fitness challenges that were all about transformation photos, and I just wanted to make one about feeling strong and confident in your own body. So, you know, I'll be showing up every day for the next six weeks, and if you want to join, like, this is how you can join. And, you know, set to music and dancing and, like, fun, like, fonts and stuff over top of it. And, you know, I I went through my TikTok phase where I was making, I would make a TikTok every single day of the six-week challenge, which was kind of my six-week challenge in a way, because... You know, you don't really realize it, but making TikToks are so much work. I think it's way harder than an Instagram post in a caption because I don't know, you have to learn the dance. Like I was, you know, learning a dance and then doing the dance and then thinking about, okay, what kind of story am I going to put on top of it? But then you have to make it short enough that it fits. Anywho, so. I gained a ton of like social reach and a lot of people really got like caught on to this like oh a six week challenge that's like not about a transformation photo like that's different and you know i, I kind of like that i could kind of get behind that so in terms of actual number of people participating there's 40 or 50 people that started and i think 30 people exactly finished all six weeks um so yeah that was the kind of challenge i did most recently i did a september challenge um But not kind of the same level of hype. And I think probably the next one I'll do will be a holidays challenge.
0: Yeah. No, I love that challenge because, you know, a lot of the ones that you see, it's shred for six weeks or like drop this weight. And so this is such a fun, different approach of, okay, like, let's see if we can like build your confidence with this, right? And like showing up for yourself. And so, what made you decide to go about this? Because I know that it might not be the easiest to attract clients this way, right? A lot of them are still stuck in that mindset. So what
1: made this so important to you? Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing is because I'm, I'm coming at my business from a group fitness perspective, it wasn't about – the challenges weren't actually about attracting new clients ever. The challenges were always about keeping current clients engaged and giving them something to look forward to every day and, and, and keep them coming back basically. So I don't know I feel like it was a very natural progression like based on everything I share on social media like there's no way I ever would have run a transformation photo challenge um, or a who can lose the most weight challenge or, or whatever and those were kind of like challenges I had done personally for myself in the past and just focused on showing up so I was saying here look like this is a tool that's worked for me in the past of you know just holding myself accountable to showing up and try, instead of just doing it for me I was trying with other people and I think it wasn't just that that summer challenge. Like the first one was the May challenge, which was kind of just like a, okay, let's just try this. Like it wasn't really a big thing. And then people really liked the May challenge. And I went, oh, light bulb, like aha, this is something that people really enjoy. So I need to start doing these on a more um, continual basis, you know, without wearing them out. And if I'm doing back to back to back challenges all the time, then it's just like, okay, I'll join the next one. But kind of leaving a little bit of space in between, so when there is a challenge, it's like, okay, I'm gonna join, I'm gonna do it, because it's natural to like fall off track and to, you know, prioritize other things in your health for for bursts of time. Like sometimes work has to come first, sometimes school has to come first, like sometimes family has to come. Like I get that, and so I think it's you know if you've fallen a little bit off track to focus on getting back on track. That's really at the end of the day all that matters. It's so normal to you know, not work out every single day and to not eat clean all the time, like that's okay. Um, it's just getting back on track. So I think challenges are a really great way to motivate people to get on track and stay on track.
0: Yeah. So it's just kind of designating that period of time of, okay, maybe we'll try to focus on exercising a little bit more. Because as you said, I mean, that's a great way to look about balance it's not like every day you're going to balance in family and career and working out. It's more like, okay, this period of time, you know, maybe I have to put in a little bit more effort in one area, but you're not completely neglecting fitness. It's just a balance of different timing of it.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. And I think that's an interesting thing too is, you know, I was coming in, like I'm not in school for kinesiology, exercise science, anything. I'm in school for business. So, you know, there's a tough pressure to have a high powered career, I would say in my program, it's a pretty like competitive program. And so, you know, when I look online, a lot of fitness influencers and, and people that are big online and you, you know, watch their like vlogs or hear what they do in a day, and they'll get up and then they'll make this like avocado toast with like, you know, free range egg omelet. And then they're gonna go on an hour long morning walk. And then, you know, they maybe sit down. And they're like, okay, then I work. And then At the end of the day i i really shut off and then i go and drive to the gym and i do my workout drive home i make a healthy dinner and then you know i really try to get you know my my full at least eight hours of i'm like that's oh my god eight hours of sleep and like two that's two workouts a day and three like that is just not realistic or attainable i think for people that don't live that kind of lifestyle and if you do that's great like i'm really happy for you but for the reality of like you know, a competitive athlete or a student or someone who's just starting their career, like most likely you don't have that kind of time. So you need to find something that's going to fit with your lifestyle and, you know, anything is better than nothing. If that means like going on a quick walk every day or a 15, 20, 30 minute workout, like just to get yourself sweating and moving, that's, that's awesome. And I think it's not like an, an all or nothing. Like you need to have, that's taking like health and fitness to like the nth degree and just almost really like unrealistic for majority of the population
0: yeah no I definitely agree I see those pages too and I actually was just kind of like making fun of other day I was like okay how come all these people have like matching water bottles with their journal with like everything in their room is clean like I see these people that you know they do have that perfect life of fitness I'm like yeah no I'm lucky if I roll out of bed in time to make it to class on time
1: (laughs) Oh, literally, same. This morning I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have my video and I better make my yeah, I actually do make my bed every day. But like, you know, some mornings you're in a rush and like some mornings like you're going to end up working later than you thought you would and then maybe you're going to have to like compromise and I think re- reminding yourself, like I had to remind myself this for so long that not mess up, but if you say you're going to work out one day and then you don't make it, like that's not something you need to blame yourself for and it's not a mistake that you made. It's just one day that got off track and so keeping that in perspective of, okay, today didn't go as I thought, I'm gonna make tomorrow go a little bit better. Or maybe I need to you know, be better at setting boundaries and shutting off so I can leave the office on time to make it to class. Or I need to, whatever it is that you're like, okay, today didn't go as I thought and I was kind of a little disappointed, so I'm gonna make tomorrow better, as opposed to you know being like, I can't hold commitments and, and making it into something that it's not.
0: Yeah, not making it into, oh, fitness isn't for me then. It's like, okay, no, like, you didn't mess up. It's just how can we improve from here?
1: Yeah, it's – you were running late. Like, that's okay. We all – that all happens to all of us sometimes. Or it didn't happen today. It will happen tomorrow kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then – I feel like we've already talked about so much of your businesses, but you still have another one too. <laughs> you have the page, uh, wear the sports bra, which is for the people that don't know, it's like empowering women to just be more confident and wear the sports bra when they work out when they want to. So what's your story behind starting this one?
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. So full like disclaimer, my actual, like that was kind of a side little project I started and I haven't really been posting regularly on there. I hope one day I can get back to you know, making it into what I really thought it could be or what I wanted it to be. But in the meantime, I, you know, over the summer, I used to be super self-conscious working out in a sports bra. Like I wouldn't do it and there's no way I'd be caught dead in the gym like that. And the few times I did do it at home, I was like, wow, this is way more comfortable. Like I kind of wish I could do this all the time, but it's just like the culture. Like you walk into a group fitness class and, you know, most people aren't wearing their sports bras or if they are, they're like, you know already have like washboard abs and, and you're like okay well that's not me so uh i guess i'll just keep wearing my tank top so anywho i i was starting to teach online and it was kind of a, a thing a same thing like like circling back again to oh well you know i don't look the way i should look to wear a sports bar and then i was like wait that's ridiculous like and i kind of had to like suck it up and in, in really put myself out there and feel really vulnerable and feel like you know okay, yeah, my stomach's not flat, and I don't have washboard abs, but, you know, wearing a sports bra is more comfortable, and this started, like, in the comforts of my own home when I was live streaming classes, and I just started telling my participants, like, you know what, guys, like, this is so much better. Wear the sports bra. Like, you're going to be so much more comfortable. You're in your own home. Why not? And, you know, then a lot of people, they actually started sending it to me as, like, an accomplishment, like a win. They're like Jessica, like big win. Like I wore the sports bra for the first time today, and I feel so good. Or you're right, it is so much more comfortable. Or like, wow, it feels so confident. And I was like, okay, interesting. Like literally, nothing says, you know, confidence and and accepting and appreciating your body, no matter what it looks like and where you're at, as being able to wear that sports bra. So it really isn't about. It's a sign of confidence, I think, and it ties back to that overall like mission I have on on everything I do and everything I touch to promote this idea of confidence and encourage people to believe in themselves more. And so, you know, I found midsummer that my personal social media was getting very convoluted. Like, I'd have people tagging me in sports bra posts, and I talk about wearing the sports bra, and then I'd have people tagging me in workouts, and then like I was kind of losing what I enjoyed so much about running my fitness account, which is kind of a personal public like account, or I guess the easiest way to say it without sounding super weird is what, you know, most people online have come to know and expect and enjoy watching a reading from like Jess Takamoto Fitness, which like, yes, it's kind of me, but it's, you know, still like the fitness side of me, I guess. Anywho, I was like, okay, what if I started, you know, this is about my story and how I started to embrace a sports bra, but what if I gave other people an outlet to share their stories and make it about, you know, people realizing that it doesn't matter what size or shape you are, like, you know, wear that sports bra and feel good doing it. And, you know, I think that's something a lot of people are nervous to do. And when you do something you think you can't do and you get through it, you come out of it going, wow, I didn't think I could do that. And that becomes a confidence booster. Like it makes you realize how strong you are. So started this account and started sharing different graphics and just kind of tested it out in different stories. And then it was really interesting. Some people came to me with stories about um, overcoming an eating disorder or really struggling with body dysmorphia or different like, you know, anxiety and actual like legit clinical conditions and, you know, how body image played a role in that and how, wearing their sports bot was kind of like for them, a huge milestone of something they never thought they would ever, ever do in their lifetime. Um, so that was, you know, really, really cool. And where I'd like to see it get to someday, obviously bigger than where it's at, but based on what's going on with running and teaching classes, like I just don't have the capacity to be like running that account in the way that I want to and should be running it. So kind of on a little of a hiatus, but hopefully we'll get back to it.
0: Yeah, no, because what I love about the whole messaging is you had kind of talked about it and it used to be where people that were wearing the sports bra were the ones that were thin. They were the ones that were already in shape and they were like, okay, like, you know, it's almost like another goal to have is, oh, I want to be thin enough to wear the sports bra to class and you were changing that to, no, wear it now, wear it where you're at because if that's what makes you comfortable, if that's what makes you confident, then you should be able to do that now. So instead of feeling like, they need to look a certain way to do what they want, you're giving them the freedom of, no, wear the sports bra now. And I love that messaging. And I think that it's something that, you know, more people should own if they want to do it. You don't have to wait until you look a certain way.
1: Oh, absolutely. That That's ex- exactly what it's all about. Just, you know, feeling, feeling good and feeling confident in the skin that you're in and realizing that every body is different. And I think it's actually a crazy stat that less than, I think it's about 5%. Less than 5% of the population has the actually looks like the stereotype we see portrayed in the media of fitness and health. Yeah. So barely anyone. <laughs> yeah, literally 95% of people do not look like that.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And then my last question for you here is you know, you're so great with your confidence. I know that's something that you've been working at, but there's obviously days where you might not feel as confident or maybe someone that you're working with doesn't. Do you have any suggestions on how to get out of that funk or what they can do to help
1: improve it? Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up actually because I think now that I've started talking about this topic of confidence, a lot of people have gone, "Oh, well, you know, if you can talk about confidence, that means you must be super confident." And you know, there's a lot of things I am confident in or have learned to, you know, present myself in a certain way and I've been like actually in the the fitness industry for four or five years. And I've been like actively working in it for, mm, I think four, almost four years of different roles. So, you know, to talk confidently about what's going on in the fitness industry is no problem. And that's one aspect that I'm, I'm really confident in, but then there's other areas of my life where I'm not. And I think yeah, sorry. To go back to your, I'm just lost my train of thought there. To go back to your question, like, what about the days or the times or the situations where you don't feel super confident? Uh, I think number thing is like face face those fears, and if you're if there's something that's like you know you don't really feel confident going in, the only way to ever feel confident going in or coming out of that is to go in and do it, and that just takes courage. Like you have to sometimes you have to put yourself out there, and sometimes you have to get over that that wall. Like for example, wearing the sports bra there is like a definitive point in time where you have, there's a voice in your head saying like you can't or you shouldn't or don't do this and you have to be like, no, I'm going to do it because like I can. And getting through that, I think, honestly, I think confidence is a skill. And so the more you practice it over time of showing up and being confident or facing your fears, you know, the next time, even if it's a completely unrelated environment, you know, picking up the, like I picked up the phone last week to do a cold call to try to find an indoor location and because I've practiced that like skill of like, oh, that makes me kind of nervous, I'm going to do it anyways, it wasn't actually as scary as, that, as it would have been for me three years ago picking up that phone call. So I think just literally practicing and thinking about it as a skill, and of course there's going to be days when you don't feel the most confident, and if it's waking up, like, I think there's there's confidence can be taken many different directions, like, okay, confidence in terms of your professional life or in school or raising your hand in the classroom or speaking up for what you believe in versus like body confidence. I think and that's I literally say all the time like I don't teach fitness, I teach confidence because if you get up every morning and you don't leave the house going like I look like a million bucks, I'm a rock star, it's hard to have that confidence translate into the rest of your day. But when you do, you wake up, you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, I'm killing it today, and you leave the house like that translates into your entire day and that translates into how you carry yourself and how you interact with others so that's why like okay how, what how do we fix this confidence crisis that we're in like what do we actually do and you know by working on that that body image piece like you know you are enough as you are you don't need to physically change you, like that translates into other aspects of your life um, sorry this is a really big tangent so to going back to your question of like what about those days when you don't feel the most confident that's okay. Like, I think it's natural to kind of go through weeks or days or, you know, situations where where you don't feel confident. Of course, if something's really new or scary or intimidating, like you probably won't feel the most confident there. And the only way to get through that is to continue showing up or to face your fears. So yeah. um, And I guess in terms of like I still haven't answered what I circled back to already twice of, okay, you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't feel so confident in how I look today. Like talking about that one specific point, I think it in some ways, like if you're looking in the mirror and then you're like getting just dis- like, stop looking in the mirror, like turn away and do something else. Um, and just remind yourself that it's, you're having a bad day, not a bad week, or you're having a bad week, not a bad month, or you're having a bad month, not a bad life. And just keeping it in perspective of, not the entire world is crashing around you is really helpful and in terms of, okay, what do I do instead? Like, how do I actually peel myself away of like stopping looking in the mirror and starting to feel better about myself? Think about what has helped you in the past. Like, okay, maybe that's like going and reading something or watching something or I found, like like I mentioned a long time ago, that Instagram kind of became this place of inspiration for me and you know there's certain people i obviously want to go look at their profiles first but there's certain people who you know write these captions that actually make me feel a lot more confident in it and kind of tie on that one thing and so i would go and like just you know binge those captions or binge blogs of not binge in bad way just like sit there and like you know consume it all that same person's content for a little bit. And that usually helps me feel a bit better. So I don't know if that's maybe a weird kind of response, but hopefully that's helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I love that response though. And what I really got out of that too was where you're mentioning to get confidence, you kind of have to do that action that you're afraid of doing. And so relating it back to wearing the sports bra, there's not going to be one day in your journey that you're like, you know, I feel really ready to do this now, right? I think there's always going to be some level that's scary of anything. But it's once you do that and show yourself that you're able to, that's what builds your confidence is facing that fear and then doing it. So I love that message of confidence is that, you know, you're not going to feel a hundred percent and that's okay. Oh,
1: I totally agree. Totally agree. And it's even cool for me of like having chatted, I guess it was a few months ago now, not that you were like not confident in podcasting before, but to hear the difference in like your conviction and your confidence in podcasting, like the only way to get there is because you've showed up like every single week or twice a week in practice, that skill.
0: Yeah, it's not something that's going to come from me talking to myself <laughs> in my room. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that is a great message to leave us with, Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can take a workout class with you, all of that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at Jess Takamoto Fitness, and hopefully you can link that. I know Takamoto is kind of a weird last name to spell, but it's exactly how it sounds. And if you want to come try a class, still probably the best way is to. Find me on Instagram and just send me a DM. Find me on Instagram. And as I mentioned, like the School of Fitness is my business and I have like instructors and training and that's where I teach all my classes through. But that name is changing soon because of like a legal thing. So so it won't be the School of Fitness for much longer. And I don't know when you're hearing this episode. So just head to JustTackModalFitness on Instagram and send me a message and I'll help get you um, set up. Or even just send me a message to say you listen to this. I would absolutely love to say hi.
0: Yes, so go connect with Jess. As she mentioned, she is mostly, you know, teaching confidence with her fitness classes. So if that sounds like something that you need more of in your life, she is a great inspiration there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jess. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you made it this far, I'm sure that you did then. You listened to part one. This was part two. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please come join our Facebook group. It is just a continuation of this conversation that you can participate in. So the Facebook group is linked below, but it's also Girls Gone Healthy, healthy tips in your 20s. I look forward to speaking with you there.